Welcome to the world of giving. You tuned into the show, volunteering at on localjobnetwork.com radio. In each episode, you will learn about another way to volunteer and make a difference in the world around you. I'm your host, Courtney Omernick, and today we're speaking with Laura Frank about volunteer opportunities at the ASPCA. So welcome, Laura, and thank you for taking the time to speak with us today about volunteering at the ASPCA. Well, thank you for the opportunity. Could you start off by telling us a bit about your organization? Well, the ASPCA is the American Society for the Prevention of Cruelty to Animals, and we were the first humane society established in North America, dating all the way back to 1866. We're 147 years old, and we were founded on the belief that animals are entitled to kind and respect treatment um, at the hands of humans and must be protected under the law. We're headquartered in New York, Mm -hmm. New York City. We maintain a strong local presence, especially through our shelter, but we also have programs that extend our anti-cruelty mission across the country. We're also a 501c3 nonprofit organization with over 2 million supporters across the country. It's really amazing. So how long have you been with the organization? I've been with the organization a little bit over a year, I'm very proud to Mm -hmm. say. And what do you do um, for the ASPCA? Well, I'm the director of the volunteer program, and I oversee all volunteer-related activities in New York City. We are a department of five, and we manage an amazing core of over 550 volunteers, Mm -hmm. very dedicated. So could you walk us through some of the various volunteer roles that you have? Sure. Well, volunteers are essential to our shelter's goals of finding new homes for our cats and dogs, but really they're instrumental in every phase of an animal's life in our shelter. Most of our volunteers socialize with pets, providing them with tender, loving care and enrichment, and of course, walking dogs. They um, also socialize with pets who come to us through cruelty cases and possibly hoarding cases, things like that, um, helping to acclimate and rehabilitate them so that they're ready to get them ready for adoption. Um, We also have volunteers who assist our veterinarians. They evaluate cats' personalities, also known as feline-ality. And some of our volunteers also help adopters meet pets that they're looking for and hopefully send pets home to their new families. Mm -hmm. So those are our adoption counselors. And then we also have volunteers who foster animals. And they can either foster animals who, for example, are in cage rest because they've recently had surgery or they've had puppies or kittens and they're nursing them. And we also have a hospice program where animals who are chronically ill and are not really adoptable, they give them homes uh, so they can have quality of life for the rest of their life. Um, And of course, volunteers also give, um, provide administrative support throughout the organization. Uh, we also have a few non-shelter opportunities that anybody can participate in, including educating friends and family about being good pet parents, um, the importance of spaying and neutering, and signing petitions to change animal cruelty laws, not just for pets, but also for horses and farm animals as well. Perfect. So what skills and personality traits do you think are ideal for these roles? Well, of course, compassion for pets and a belief that our mission is the most important thing. Um, We have volunteers from all walks and stages of life. We accept volunteers as young as 16 um, who don't necessarily have work experience, but they can socialize with cats and also provide office support. We have volunteers who are experienced animal handlers. Sometimes they're dog walkers, behaviorists, veterinarians, vet assistants, uh, vet techs, and they come and they also can help us work with the more challenging animals as well. Um, We look for people who are just passionate about pets and want to help them. Uh, Some volunteers have had pets all their lives, while others have never had a pet, and this is really their first opportunity to interact with them. So how can the skills that individuals gain through various volunteer opportunities help them boost their resume? Well, we have quite a few volunteers who want to go to school to become vet or vet assistants. Mm -hmm. So having ASPCA on the resume, you can imagine, is a really great boost Mm -hmm. for them when they apply to programs. They also receive training when they're here. So if you're a novice 
to uh, working with animals, you can get your introductory training, and you can work your way up and really become a great animal handler. So that can also lead to different opportunities. Great. So you mentioned that there are some administrative and non-shelter positions that you have along with working with the animals. Could you talk maybe a little bit about the non-shelter opportunities that you have just in case somebody wants to work for you, but they don't want to necessarily volunteer in the shelter? Right. Well, at some of our events, especially um, with our mobile um, adoptions van, we always have an information table out. Mm -hmm. So we need people to talk to the public and educate them about different programs that we have, um, how to be good parents, volunteer opportunities at the ASPCA, um, just educating the public in general. They can also sign petitions with their, you know, either at the state level, uh, national level. They can post uh, flyers about upcoming events, um, about spay and neuter events that we're going to be having. Great. So could you walk us through a typical day for a volunteer? Well, uh, we ask volunteers to commit eight hours a month for a minimum of, of six months. And but most volunteers accomplish that by coming into the shelter to socialize with, with dogs and cats. And that can literally just be, you know, getting on the floor and playing with a cat or a dog, you know, using um, different toys, petting them. You know, sometimes we have pets who've had surgery and they just need to sit on your lap and just get some TLC. That's sort of our baseline um, opportunity. From there, um, they can also walk dogs. They can do some clicker training and do some agility training with cats. That's a new program that we've recently started. You know, cleaning out uh, some of the cages. If they see a bit of a, a mess, they can clean it and help staff out that way as well. Are there any special requirements that volunteers need to complete before they volunteer, like vaccines, for example? No. Um, we recommend a tetanus shot, but it's not absolutely mandatory to okay. get one. But, you know, if somebody has any health issues, health concerns, they should ask their physician, make sure it's mm-hmm. okay. You know, if they have severe allergies, make sure that they can, you know, that it's okay for them to mm-hmm. volunteer here. You did mention that you have some events that you do host. What are the special events that create awareness for your organization? Well, we have, for example, sometimes we attend street fairs. So you get mm-hmm. a lot of, you know, passersby in the, in the different neighborhoods. We have some bigger events that are, you know, ticketed events that we have. And we typically bring uh, dogs there. And that's a big, you know, people love that. And we'll have our van outside sometimes. And that just creates great um, mm-hmm. awareness for us. Because every engagement with an animal is an opportunity for us to engage with the public and mm-hmm. educate them about what we do. Do you think that these events help pique individuals' interest in volunteering with the ASPCA? I think a bit, but I think when someone's ready to start volunteering, people just go online. I mm-hmm. think there's so much awareness about the ASPCA, especially through our Sarah McLaughlin ad, um, that people, we get people inquiring about volunteering from around the country. But really, our volunteering, most of our volunteering um, is in New York City. Do the volunteers help plan and run some of these ve- events that you hold for awareness? Not Really? Okay. <laughs> um, I mean, we do have volunteer ambassadors, okay. and they're sort of our spokespeople, so they'll do ads and, you know, and through their own social media, uh, they definitely raise awareness, but that's not typically what our, vol- you know, our typical mm-hmm. volunteer does not participate in that. So why do you think it's so important to get involved? Every day of the year, 365 days a year, volunteers help to improve the life of the animals in our care. Um, our volunteers help thousands of animals each year through our different activities, including providing enrichment, administrative support, fostering pets, walking dogs, assisting vets, and, and more. And they're also our voice by helping to fight and prevent cruelty by educating friends and family about how to be good pet parents. And while in some cases it starts with rescuing animals from, abu- from abuse or neglect, our volunteers play the, play the biggest role in getting the dogs and cats ready to go home. 
HTCA staff are amazing. They're so loving towards the animals. But the small, our small army of volunteers is able to go above and beyond, bringing so much tender, loving care to the animals, making them more social so they show better to adopters. So every volunteer is essential and, and really plays a role in ultimately getting an animal adopted. Wonderful. So could you share with our listeners one of your most memorable stories that you have um, from a volunteer giving back? There's so many. You know, I was speaking with my staff and we just sort of started talking about it. There are volunteers who open up their homes to these terminally ill animals. And that's really a gift that they give these animals. It's very, very, very difficult. Uh, So we have a number of volunteers who do that. Um, During Hurricane Sandy, when, you know, some volunteers couldn't get here or staff couldn't get here. Volunteers in the neighborhood just rallied and came here to make sure that the animals were socialized, that they, you know, that they were getting everything that they need. That was really an amazing outpouring from our volunteers. And recently we had a case where another shelter, uh, not ours, a cat got away. And our, a bunch of our volunteers went into the street to canvas the neighborhood. And after a week, we actually found the cat. They went after hours. They went into the night, and they found the cat. It was really amazing. And that's just typical of our volunteers' dedication. So one of the last questions I have for you is, um, how can someone get in contact with you to become a volunteer? Well, it's important to remind your listeners that all of our volunteer opportunities are in New York City. Mm -hmm. Uh, If anyone's in the area and is interested in volunteering at our shelter, the easiest way to go about it is to go to our um, webpage at aspca.org slash volunteer. They can also call us at 212-876-7700, extension 4170, and we'll be happy to speak with them and talk about the different opportunities. But they go to the webpage, all the information's there. All right, well, that wraps up this episode of Volunteering Ed. I'd like to thank Laura Frank for speaking with us today about volunteering at the ASPCA. Please feel free to email us with any organizations that you're interested in learning more about or your testimonials about volunteering to LJN Radio at localjobnetwork.com. Once again, this has been Courtney Omernick for localjobnetwork.com radio, and thank you for tuning into today's program.